We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From KMOX Sports. The young swings and lifts a high fly ball. Billikens win! Billikens win! This is Sports Open Line. It's a grand slam! Touchdown, Kansas City! On America's Sports Voice. Yes! KMOX. 608 on a Friday night here at KMOX. Welcome into the program. My name's Matt Pauley. A full two-hour show tonight. We are taking you till 8 o'clock this evening. If you want to join us, the way to do so, it hasn't changed. You can call or text 314-436-7900. That's 314-436-7900. You can also tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. This is our final in-studio show before the baseball winter meetings. I will be headed to San Diego tomorrow evening. Winter meetings get rolling on Sunday, really get started uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Wednesday night is going to mark uh, the beginning of our countdown to opening day shows. We're going to be doing those on Wednesday nights uh, all the way until spring training. Mike Claiborne and myself will have you uh, not just here on KMOX, but across the Cardinal Radio Network. So looking forward uh, to being able to do that. But we're going to start that from San Diego on Wednesday night. Uh, We'll do sports open line and we'll do some other things from out there over the next few days as well. We'll spend some time on tonight's show on what you want to see. So here, you know, let me, let's just start with this. And if you want to call in for the next segment, you absolutely can. We'd love to get some texts and tweets on this as well. What do you want to, what are you, how do I put this? What would make it a successful winter meetings? Let's go with it that way. What would make it a successful winter meetings for the Cardinals? Uh, and you know what? Maybe maybe it's successful no matter what. Maybe things just really slow down and there's not a lot of moves. And uh, maybe what would make it a success is that Sean Murphy hasn't been traded to anybody, so the Cardinals are still in play for him. Like Maybe that's the answer. But what would make it a successful winter meetings for the Cardinals? You can uh, text or tweet those to me, and we'll read those in the next segment. 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. Here's the other thing I'm kind of curious to hear from you on. Do you do you have an expectation of things happening? Because there was no winter meetings last year. Before that, you had COVID. Before that, the offseason had just moved so slowly and salaries were being depressed so much, and the market just, except for the like high-level players, the market wasn't moving at all until we got a lot closer to spring training. I mean, it's it's been a while since we've had 
like a legit winter meetings where a bunch of things happened. So this is the first year of a new collective bargaining agreement. And I think there's reasons to be optimistic about things happening at this year's winter meetings, just in the sense that this is this offseason has felt normal. There's been moves made. This has felt like a fairly normal offseason. So if so far if the if the offseason is fairly normal and then you're going into the winter meetings, maybe they get back to being kind of the way they were previously. So yeah, text in 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. What would make uh, these winter meetings successful for the Cardinals and what are your expectations of the winter meetings. would love to hear from you. You can also tweet at me. If you got a call, you can do so, 314-436-7900. We can take some phone calls coming up in the next segment. Here's what we've got going on on the uh, show this evening. Uh, near the bottom of the hour, we're going to talk all things NFL football with Ed Smith. He's a former NFL player. He's one of my favorite people in the world to talk football with. So uh, Ed Smith is going to join us at about uh, 635 in the 7 o'clock hour. We'll talk uh, college uh, athletics. We'll talk about Missouri There was a report on social media today that Missouri did not want to play Kansas in a bowl game and uh, that some of the national riders out there even started changing their prognostications on who's going to play who and what team is going to go to what bowl game. Uh, That was out there for a while today on social media, and then eventually it got to a point where Missouri kind of responded. The Missouri social media accounts responded to the report. Coach Eli Drinkwitz responded to it on social media saying this is not true. I don't know how much truth there is to it. Uh, I find it to be interesting. If true, I I think it's a bad look for Missouri. Like I I actually kind of understand why they feel that way, but that's probably one of those things where you feel that way, but you don't act on it. And if they acted on it, uh, that's that's where it kind of looks bad. But to their credit, They're saying that's not the case, so maybe that resets things up for Missouri and Kansas to play against each other uh, in the Liberty Bowl, which would be fun. That would be fun. And Kansas had kind of a breakthrough football year this year. Uh, They've got got an actual football coach there now who just kind of puts his head down and does his job, and uh, they seem to be a little bit on the upswing. And as a a proud graduate of Kansas State, I do not take uh, joy in saying that Kansas football seems to be turning things a little bit, but I still feel like Missouri is the better program. Uh, and I don't even think that's arguable. Like Missouri's the better program, so you don't totally understand why Missouri would not want to play Kansas. But we'll get into that later on. And again, Missouri's saying that's not true. So let's let's you know if it's not true, it's not true. And then there's a whole not a whole lot there. Big game tonight for Illinois basketball. They take on Maryland. There is one loss between these two teams. Each team ranked in the top 25. We'll talk with the voice of the Fighting Illini, Brian Barnhart. He's going to join us at 720. And we'll talk a little bit about the St. Louis Blues. I We'll try at least. We'll, we'll play some audio for sure. What do we say? Like, it's just, I'm actually more concerned about the Blues right now than I was when they were in the middle of, of that losing streak when they lost the eight straight, when they were going through the eight game losing streak, it still felt early on in the season. It still felt like that they were going to get this thing turned around, that they're a good team. And they did to their credit. They did. They, they followed up the eight game losing streak with a seven game winning streak. And if you've listened to me much since I've joined uh, the team here at KMOX, I think you know that I'm not a, I'm not a hot take guy. 
That's that's not what I do. I try to take a step back and I try to evaluate things from a very rational perspective. That's what you're going to get with me. And it's now getting to a point where I feel like it's 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 borderline concerning with what's going on with the Blues. They've lost four of their last five. They gave up the three goals in what was 64 seconds yesterday. And they're just having a hard time finding consistency. Uh, and I, I say all that also knowing full well that they're fine. There's a lot of hockey left to be played. This is a good team. This is a talented team. And in all likelihood, when all is said and done, this is going to be a playoff team and they're going to be a tough out in the playoffs. But there's nothing wrong with taking a step back and kind of looking at some of the things that are going on and saying that the the red flags are starting to go up a little bit. To and just just the lack of consistency and and yet you you don't want to take too much out of a single game. But yeah, giving up three goals in sixty four seconds is not a great look, right? And you end up losing that game against a good Carolina team, a very very good Carolina team. They're going to go on the road. They're going to play out east their next three games: Saturday at Pittsburgh, Monday against the Rangers. Tuesday against the Islanders, and then they are going to return home coming up next Thursday when they take on Winnipeg. All right, again, I uh, would love to hear from you on this. 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. You can call, you can text, you can also tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. The question's out there. What do the Cardinals need to do or what needs to happen for it to be a successful winter meetings? And what are you expecting? Are you expecting a busy winter meetings? We'll uh, look ahead, plus a uh, former Cardinal gets moved today. We'll tell you all about that. My name's Matt Pauley. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is America's Sports Voice. KMOX. Double line rolling on here on a Friday night, our final show of the week. When we come your way on Monday, we will be coming your way from Radio Row 
inside uh, whatever the hotel is. I don't even know what hotel the uh, the winter meetings are taking place at, but it's in San Diego. That's good. And that's where we will be uh, coming your way from coming up on uh, Monday. Don't have a show on Tuesday due to SLU basketball, and then we will have the countdown to opening day, edition number one of the program. Mike Claiborne and myself will be coming your way every Wednesday night from uh, 6 o'clock to uh, 8 o'clock talking all things Cardinals baseball. It really kind of feels like I know we're still a little bit of time out from uh, getting down to Jupiter and getting spring training underway, but the winter meetings in many ways, it makes it feel like this is the moment that things really get started going into uh, the next season. The question that I have for you, two questions actually, you can call, you can text, you can uh, tweet at me. If you call or text, the number 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900, or if you text or tweet, excuse me, it's at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. The question I have for you, what would make it a successful winter meetings for the Cardinals? And also, what are your expectations out of the winter meetings? More from a broad perspective, if you think they're really going to pick up one Cardinals adjacent bit of news from today. A former Cardinal is on the move. Colton Wong, who the Brewers just recently picked up his uh, option. Well, they clearly were picking up his option in order to turn him into something else because the Brewers have traded Colton Wong to the Seattle Mariners. So Wong, for the first time, will not be in the NL Central. The Brewers are getting back. An outfielder in Jesse Winker, who is a former Cincinnati Red, and also a utility infielder, Abraham Toro, who has not really been able to put it together at the big league level, but has good minor league numbers. Uh, this is a feels like a bit of a salary dump as well for the Brewers, as Winker is going to be making less money than Colton Wong. Um, the other side of this is Winker's a really bad defensive outfielder, so you would think that in all likelihood, he'll end up being the DH a lot of the time for uh, the Brewers. Um, but yeah, it's just he's he's really bad. He's a really really bad uh, defensive outfielder coming off a pretty tough year. So Jesse Winker back into the NL Central. Three one four four three six seventy nine hundred. We're talking winter meetings. They get underway this weekend in earnest early next week. Let's grab our first phone call of the program. Rob has given us a call. Hey Rob, you're on Sports Open Line. Hey, Matt, thanks for taking my call. Um, as far as the winter meetings go, I mean, none of us should get our hopes up that Mosellac is going to shell out nine-figure sum to some bat who's a free, free agent. It's just not going to happen, even though they have the budget flexibility to do so, and and neither, uh, you know, a, a heavy-duty pitcher or anything. I, I think we're all going to be disappointed. And if I could just uh, make one blues comment, if possible. Yeah, real quick. Okay. Um, the blues are, I predicted they were going to a losing streak because their energy count is down. They they slid into a rut, and so they're burning gas to get out of the rut, and then they win eight games in a row. Okay, so you're burning gas, you're burning gas. You're going to go into a losing streak because of, of the energy count is down. Thank you. All right, Rob, appreciate it. We'll get more of the blues coming up next hour. If you're, I don't think the Cardinals are averse to signing a big money free agent. You know, a lot of people want to see them sign Wilson Contreras. I just, I don't think the Contreras, I, I try to talk in reality. And as this thing has moved along and the more I look at it, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I, I'm wrong a lot. And I'll tell you when I'm wrong. I don't, 
I don't run away from being wrong. Like the the difference between me and other people who talk about sports on the radio, we're all wrong about the same amount. But I, I'll tell you when I'm wrong. But what I think on this is that I I, I just don't I don't think they're. I know they've had conversations. I just don't think they're going to pull the deal off. I, it's, and I don't think they're overly, you know, enthused to do it. Now, let's let's go to like a hypothetical situation. Let's go to a hypothetical where Sean Murphy gets traded to Cleveland and the Cubs sign uh, Vasquez. And so you you all of a sudden two of these catchers are gone that you're you're potentially interested in and Contreras is still hanging out there. Maybe you circle back around because it becomes almost a either we trade for one of the Toronto catchers or we sign Contreras. Like that might be the 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 the, the conversations that John Mozeliak and company are happening they are having on on what they are going to do at the at that moment. Maybe could you come back around on Contreras, but the way the way it sits right now I just I don't I don't see Wilson Contreras uh happening. It's um yeah, I just I don't I don't and that's okay because I don't I'm not I want to see them sign Sean Murphy. I want or not sign but acquire. That's that's the guy that I want to see them acquire. And if they can if they can pull that off, if they can bring in a guy who's got a, a nice offensive profile, he he doesn't have the power of a Wilson Contreras. I get it. Uh, he's he's not as good of an offensive player as Contreras, but he's a much better defensive catcher. So it, he's a better baseball player from top to bottom. He's going to help you win more games than Contreras is. So he's my first choice. And if if he all of a sudden isn't available, then maybe they come back around. I was talking about this earlier with Kevin Wheeler when we did our uh, five fifteen sports uh, during uh, Total Information PM. All the scuttlebutt on social media right now is that Cleveland is going hard at them. Well, not that the Cardinals are the Yankees or the Dodgers or other big market teams that can just spend as much money as they need to, but the Cardinals do have good financial flexibility, good financial ability, especially compared to small market teams like a Cleveland. So what that does is you've got more money invested in your major league roster. You're going to have more positions that are kind of blocked, and that's going to result in you know with with prospects, with good prospects, with prospects who are going to be good major league players. They get to a point where if you don't add them to the 40-man roster, they are made available for nothing basically, to, to any team out there that will put them on a 40-man roster once that clock hits uh, a certain time. And there are, some, there are some players, there are some very good prospects in the Cardinals organization who are somewhat blocked at the big league level. So you can, you can move from a position of strength with players who, in all likelihood, are, are kind of not projected to have a major impact on your major league roster but they might be players who would go have a major impact on an Oakland major league roster. And the Cardinals can do that. Cleveland can't do that as much. Cleveland doesn't have as much money invested into their major league roster. Uh, Cleveland has to be more careful 
with the type of prospects they trade away. Now, I say all that. The Cardinals over the last few years certainly have traded away some some prospects who you would you would love to to see some really good players who got moved, and if they had it all to do over again, they probably wouldn't have done that. So you're, you're always careful on that. But you can't be snake bit. You can't be snake bit simply because uh, there have been some moves where some players have kind of developed into something that was really, really good. You can try to be better in your projections of what players are going to turn into, but that very much isn't an exact science. All right, we'll uh, revisit the Cardinals coming up uh, later on in the program. Up next, we're going to talk some NFL football. Ed Smith, one of my favorite people to talk uh, all things NFL football with. He's going to join us coming up in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. It's Sports Open Line on KMOX. Swing it along with the left. That's a grand slam. This is Sports Open Line on America's Sports Voice. Kansas City. KMOX. Sports Open Line continuing here on a Friday night. We are your home for Kansas City Chiefs football, by the way, and uh, they are going to uh, be in action as uh, they are set to match up coming up on Sunday against the Cincinnati Bengals. That's a good one. 325 kickoff. You can hear all the action right here on KMOX. We're very happy to uh, welcome on uh, a guy who I always love being able to talk football with. He is a former uh, NFL player, former two-sport professional athlete, played a little baseball as well. He is Ed Smith. You follow him on Twitter at Ed Smith Speaks. You hear him uh, all over the place, including uh, doing podcast work on the Believe Network. Ed, thank you so much for your time as we uh, welcome you on the Quiver River guest line. How are you? Uh, my pleasure, Matt, and happy holidays to you and everybody listening in, man. Absolutely. Let's start with the uh, Thursday night game last night going into it. I thought the Patriots would provide a little bit more opposition to the Bills. I know how good the Bills are, but uh, Patriots lose and it turns into a somewhat one-sided game. What do you take away from that one? You know, it, uh, it's almost to the point, Matt, where I'm not over-questioning Bill Belichick and his genius, but at the same time, I am a little bit, man. It seems like without Tom Brady, things are not as stable there, and maybe we're getting a sign of how much Brady meant to that organization. Uh, you know, my biggest thing is some of the decisions that Belichick has made in terms of, you know, no offensive coordinator. You got two defensive guys running the ship. You've got a young quarterback and needs all the support he can get after losing an offensive coordinator uh, last year. And it just looks like a mess. You know, I mean, a mess to New England, though, is to still be in the mix. You yeah. know, it's six and six. I think the record is. So, could be a lot worse it just seems man that that stability is not there tv12 i think he had a little bit to do with it (laughs) yeah he probably had a lot to do it we saw mac jones yelling he was obviously unhappy with some of the play calling it was believed that he was kind of yelling in the direction of matt patricia who's calling the plays you mentioned kind of a defensive guy trying to learn the offensive side of things what does your quarterback having that kind of outburst on the sideline maybe say about what's going on overall inside of an organization Frustration, man. I mean, you know, especially a young quarterback. It's one thing if you get some of these older dudes, you know, an Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, Brady, you know, run down the list of the older guys. You know, they've earned that right kind of to be, uh, you know, disappointed or voice their frustration sometimes. This is real early in, in, uh, you know, Max, you know, I guess uh, maturation as a quarterback to be that frustrated and to be able to be to the point where he's already voicing it. Man, that just means that dude is really frustrated 
And coincidentally, you know, we've seen a little bit of that out here, Matt, with our young quarterback, you know, Kyler Murray, in a different way, almost being disrespectful directly to his head coach, you know, walking off the side or to the sideline, basically screaming, calm the F down and stuff like that. So, you know, just different forms of the frustration and different ways to vent it. I did not agree with how Kyler did his in any way. As far as Mac, like I said, he's, you know, he's dealing with the, the, the circumstances and it's, you know, it's just kind of boiling over in him right now. It's kind of funny to compare to what's going on in Buffalo. There was a social media video that made the rounds this past week where uh, on the Thanksgiving Day game, Stephon Diggs is talking to Josh Allen and saying how much he loves him and how much he appreciates him and says, you'll never know how much I appreciate you. Like it is, It's all love and happiness and appreciation there in Buffalo, and they're 9-3. and three. That's, a, that's a very different look than what you see in New England. Yeah, and, I, you know, that's, you know, part of it is, like I said, you – lose the stability of a Tom Brady, you know, basically 20 years, almost, you know, kept that organization relevant. And they're still relevant. It's just you can see the cracks in the ship right now, Matt. It's almost like they're just, you know, the waters, they're taking on water and they're trying to figure it out on the fly. And that's hard to do. And, you know, when you're, you've had the type of success that Belichick has had, you know, it can be frustrating for him as well. And I, I, I would not want to be part of the media that has to cover them because his answers and his approach, man, sometimes I'm like, what is, what is a journalist to do? You know, you ask him the simplest of questions and you get those mumbling answers and, you know, he basically just puts you off. That's got to be one of the hardest jobs in all of America up there, man. Chiefs and Bills are co-favorites to win the Super Bowl. Which team do you think is better, especially in the playoffs? I know they played in Buffalo 1, but it, looking at it from a playoff perspective, if those two teams match up in the AFC Championship, who are you taking? I like the Chiefs, you know, especially Andy Reid and the coaching staff. I played under Andy in 99 his first year in the, in the league with the Eagles, and it's amazing how he's grown as a coach, a coordinator, everything. You know, I guess you call it that leader of men. The reason I like the Chiefs more is their game is diverse. They can do all kinds of different things when it comes to every now and then they'll break out that running game, and it's like, bang, pal. And then, you know, they got the play action, and then you got the magistry of uh, Patrick Mahomes. The thing I don't like about the uh, Bills sometimes, they're so heavily dependent on Josh Allen if he has, and you know how it is in the playoffs, Matt, it's winner go home. All it takes is that one bad game, and everybody's going home packing bags. And I think the Bills are easier to predict and sometimes stop and befuddle. And I was even scared about that game last night. You know, just Bill Belichick, standalone game, short week. You never know what he might throw at you. Offensively, they just had no clue, meaning the Patriots. But, you know, when it comes to the, the Bills, they are so dependent on Josh Allen, I just think, uh, you know, as you get into the the second season, you got to have that uh, second verse, man. And the, the the you know the the Chiefs, man, they can get you in all kinds of different ways. Ed Smith joining us. Ed, you've played for a lot of coaches, head coaches, uh, you know, positional coaches. Is there a is there a story? Is there a moment with your time playing for Andy Reid where you went, okay, th- th- this guy's the real deal? It was so early, Matt, and when I say it was his rookie year. He was literally just trying to figure it out. And, you know, I'm amazed at, one, how what he did in Philly for all those years, and then to take it over to KC. You know, I got to see the early version of Andy and, you know, it was, it was 
Donovan McNabb's rookie year in 99, and we were not a good team, man. It was funny coming from a couple years in Atlanta, going to a Super Bowl and all that, and then I went to the Eagles, and it was almost I was shaking my head like, wait a minute, this isn't how it's supposed to be. And that was just Andy's, like I said, just indoctrination. And, you know, you, you and that's why sometimes you just got to give these head coaches some time because we see what he he has evolved into. Uh, it wasn't pretty early, but to watch him and what he's done over these last bunch of years, man, just unbelievable. And, you know, like I said, he's Hall of Fame bound at some point when he's done uh, coaching. Speaking of the Eagles, they're the team that's got the third best odds to win the Super Bowl. They, they're they 10-1. and one. They were undefeated until just a, just a few weeks ago. I'm going into the season. I didn't see this happening with them, and I, I keep having a hard time believing in them. But then you watch the games and you watch them play, and you go, "All right, this team's legit." There's a lot of mis or disbelief, I should say, Matt, because not only the Eagles, but you got the uh, Vikings. People still there are only two losses, one of them being to Philly early in the season. But I mean, yeah, I just I don't know what it is. I I haven't fully bought into Philly, even though you should, because all the signs are there. I worry sometime about, you know, their dependency on that, I guess, you know, stellar performance um, from Hertz. You know, if you, if he has a bad game, once again, you know, can the team overcome that? But I think they have so many weapons, man. You got to start, we got to start showing them some love. You don't get to 10 and one in this league by mistake. You know, at this stage of the season, one loss, you know, somebody's doing something right. And at some point, it's almost – I remember the year I played in the Super Bowl, we went 14-2 and two that season, and nobody believed in us till the very last game of the regular season. Still thought we were a fluke going into the playoffs, and we proved some people wrong. So I guess at some point you have to buy into it. And like I said, we're at the point in the season now, nobody's running around here with only one loss except for the Eagles. So, you know, maybe some people should start uh, believing in what they're doing over there. The Green Bay Packers have lost seven of their last eight. Aaron Rodgers has been hurt. It's hard to figure out if his downtick in play is connected to his health or if it's just we know about Father Time and how he always gets to you. Where do you feel on what, what do you feel on that? Is Aaron Rodgers still an elite quarterback in the NFL, or are we starting to see the beginning of the end for him? I think he's still an elite quarterback because he can still spin it. I think the problem for me uh, with Rodgers, Matt, is his philosophy and how he approaches everything, it's all about Aaron, man. I mean, you got to think about a Tom Brady at 45 years old still holding workouts in the offseason at high school fields and stuff like that. Aaron doesn't even show up to the offseason workouts, doesn't even show up to the facility with this group of young kids at wide receiver and other positions that could have used his knowledge uh, all through the offseason to help them get better, to help them be better for him. But yet he doesn't show up, and then the first thing he wants to do is point his finger at everybody. It's almost like he's forgetting where he came from, man. And like I said, the talent is still there. I just think Aaron thinks it's all about him now. And, you know, with the podcast every week and, you know, wanting to voice, he's so passive aggressive. And for me, that just takes away from his greatness. The fact that he is, like I said, he's got all these things to say, um, but doesn't put the work in, in my opinion to kind of back them up, you know? Does body language from a leader matter? Oh, absolutely, especially when you're dealing with young kids in that league. Um, you know, they, they – think of this, Matt. Like, when we were all younger, you wanted to almost, like, please your parents. You know, you always knew 
Like, you know, hey, I'm doing this, and all I need is my dad just to tell me how proud he is of me, and, you know, that'll make me feel so much better, and I'll work ten times harder. Those times, and there are some families who all they want to do is pick on the kids and, you know, and then wonder why when they get older they've got these bad attitudes, bad habits, don't care about what other people say about them, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And, man, body language is, is, a, is a beast. I mean, there were, you know, guys I played with, and, you know, I knew my responsibility, and every now and then you have a bad player or something like that. I didn't need somebody looking at me like, you know, what are you even doing here? You know, the good ones, they'll give you the, hey, look, man, let's get the next one, you know, that type of thing. And, uh, you know, as a leader, it, you see it all around the league. And, you know, I talk about it all the time with our young non-leader out here in Kyler Murray. Man, everybody's starting to pile on him. I've been saying it for a long time. I don't care how much athletic ability you have. It's all about, you know, your responsibility as far as being faced with the franchise, leading, encouraging, being there for everybody. You know, you don't – and those special guys have it. I think early in his career, Rodgers had it. And now, like I said, Rodgers kind of thinks it's all about him. He's the man. Ed Smith played in the NFL for Washington, Atlanta, Philadelphia, and Detroit. He graciously gave us some time today. Ed, thank you so much for doing this. Hopefully we can uh, catch up with you every once in a while moving forward. Anytime, Matt. You have a great holiday, and I appreciate you, man. All right, very good. There's Ed Smith joining us. Follow him on Twitter, by the way, at uh, Ed Smith Speaks. Does podcast work with the Believe Network. Uh, great guy to talk NFL football with. We'll take a break. We'll come back, wrap up hour number one of the program. It's Sports Open Line. My name is Matt Pauley. This is KMOX. Sports Open Line does continue here on KMOX, starting to wrap up our number one of the program. Again, we are going to be live from San Diego, and baseball's winter meetings coming up uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Wednesday will be our first installment of this year's edition of the Countdown to Opening Day program. Mike Claiborne and myself will be coming your, your way every Wednesday night from uh, 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock, and we're certainly looking forward to uh, doing that. Speaking of the Cardinals, uh, got a... Um, tweet that came in said regarding Major League Baseball's winter meetings, there seems to be a plethora of free agent shortstops this year. Would the Cardinals be interested in signing any of them? I don't think that's going to happen at the winter meetings. The I think they're pretty comfortable with where they're at right now when it comes to the shortstop position. But, and this is a big but, I've been saying this, you can upgrade the shortstop position really with any of these four shortstops that are available at the moment. And if all of a sudden one of those guys overplays their hand a bit and they don't get signed and we're coming up on spring training, I think that's where the market comes back to St. Louis and it's a classic sign a guy for a one-year deal that includes a player option that also has a buyout for that second year and maybe you bring somebody in. If the Cardinals go into the year with Tommy Edmond as their starting shortstop, they are going to be fine with that. They're going to be totally comfortable with that. But if we're two weeks, if we're three weeks out from pitchers and catchers reporting and a Xander Bogarts, a Carlos Correa, a Dansby Swanson, I say Trey Turner, I think he's going to be the first of the four to sign. But if one of those four guys is still sitting there, yeah, I I think the Cardinals have to look at it because they would be a good landing spot. And there's going to be more teams trying to win this year than last year, but it's still not everybody. There's still a fair amount of teams in baseball that 
are are just going to kind of muddle through this offseason and don't really have any intentions of winning at a high level next year. They just don't. And as if if things get started poorly for some teams, there might be more teams looking to sell as the season goes along. That's one area that baseball still needs to get better at, and that's all teams making an attempt to win on an almost every year basis. Did want to mention uh, from a programming perspective, we are going to have a St. Louis University basketball doubleheader coming up tomorrow. The SLU men, they're going to match up against Southern Illinois. That's a 3 o'clock start, so uh, Rammer and Earl will have the call uh, beginning at about 2.45, and then we'll also have some SLU women's basketball tomorrow night as they play host to Illinois State, and uh, that game will get started at 7 o'clock, 6.45 for pregame. I believe Tom Ackerman on the call of that game. That's what I would assume is going to... Yeah, it has to right yeah i think so anyways uh it's gonna be on somebody's gonna have it i think it's tom who's gonna have that call for you coming up tomorrow night one hour down one more to go this is sports open line on kmox t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.